0: Welcome back, everybody, to episode 24 of Pop Pop, the pop culture podcast on ageofthenerd.com. I'm your really nerd, Joel Reeves, and sitting next to me, as always, is Taylor Salen. hey And sitting next to him is new Taylor Salen, Izzy Beers. Hi. My doppelganger. <laughs> Taylor used to live here,
1: and now Izzy lives here, so he's new Taylor. Yeah. Better Taylor, many would say. Oh, that's and by many, up, man. that is the it's consensus. Just me and anyone I tell who hasn't met Taylor yet. But I'm better <laughs> Taylor. I have been hanging like, out I with may you. As well, believe you a lot more. So than So, what's going
2: to happen in like three episodes is—is is he's just going to replace me on the podcast? What if but one day we, really yeah, yeah, we, we just don't say anything about it? We just won't
0: tell anybody. <laughs> it's like, well, welcome back to episode twenty-seven of Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast. I'm your listener Joel Raves, and sitting next to me, as always, Izzy Beers.
2: Don't you mean Taylor Salen? <laughs> no he's just replaced you there was but,
1: never a taylor salen okay
2: i can get uh, on board this <laughs> can izzy? we just start
1: calling uh taylor old izzy then yeah we could do that like um
2: or young izzy oh yeah okay
0: oh shit he's made like a
1: crack at your there? age bro <laughs> which one of us is older
2: i think you uh, are probably you i don't know
1: how old are you doesn't matter taylor's 27 27 Okay, yeah, you're younger. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Izzy, you got some nice shoes on, bro. Dude, my shoes are fly as fuck. Where'd you get those Into shoes? There. So, um, Wait, did you buy those shoes from the United States of America? <laughs> oh, I guess every... Oh, yeah? Yeah, so um, I took like a one-day trip to Canada. Yeah, week, you did. And the like sole of my shoes started peeling off. And it's, like, something totally fixable. But I decided I'd rather just be more comfortable and bought new shoes while I was in Canada. And it was weird because, like, um, I go to a lot of stand-up shows. Mm-hmm. And while I was up there, I hit someone up and I was like, oh, what's a good show in town? And they sent me to this place. And this girl was, like, using me as part of her bit, uh, like, hitting on me. And then the next day, I went to the mall to get the shoes and ran into her there. Oh, and like went over and talked to her, and she was so embarrassed about. She the called him a before. handsome gentleman. <laughs> Everybody, it's there because is. of the shoes.
0: No, he didn't have the shoes yet.
1: I had other very nice. Fancy it was just the shoes. charming oh, face. That's true. I've started wearing fancy shoes recently, and
0: I wear fancy shoes all the time. I I, I know you do. I, I approve of your fancy shoe wearing. Yeah.
1: I like. <laughs> the I'm very. I'm very proud. Shoe wear.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: You do have very nice pointy shoes that you...
0: Yeah, it doesn't really matter how like, expensive they are. If they're pointy, they look really fancy. Yeah, I mean... That's a tip.
1: They don't make trashy Oxford's shoes. Oxford's not
2: brogues. Not pointy. Yeah, exactly.
0: I mean, I guess you could have like elf shoes, and those are pretty pointy, and they probably wouldn't look very fancy.
1: Uh, depending. <laughs>
2: depending <laughs> if you have the little jingle bell on the back. <laughs> the oh, elf, man. The, the elf bling. It's like the Cowboys of the
0: North Pole. You know how they have like the, the spurs. Ewoks
2: of the North Pole. <laughs> what the fuck?
0: Okay, Taylor, roll those sweet, smooth jams. Waka waka. Did either of you guys see Whiplash? No. I know th- I know that yes. you did.
1: Yes.
2: Right. As yeah. a as a as a drummer, yes. <laughs> no,
0: yeah. Uh it's JK Simmons and um Mr. Fantastic. Yes, uh, Miles together. Teller. Anyway, the point of that was that uh JK Simmons for for his age, he was looking kind of fit for that film. Yeah. He had some muscles. It was either that or just his tiny baby gap shirt made him look much more buff.
2: Yeah, and it was also <laughs> black, so that helped. Very slimming,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's going to be uh Mr. Gordon in the Justice League.
2: Mr. Gordon? Mr. You mean Gordon.
0: Commissioner Gordon. We we don't know if he's Captain Gordon or Commissioner Gordon or That's Lieutenant. True. He's Gordon. playing Gordon. He's playing Mr. Gordon. Yeah. Um and he went to the gym and uh apparently did all the weights. Mm-hmm. He went in and said, he "I'm did not all gonna... the weights at once." Yeah, he said, "I'm not going to just do some of the weights. I'm going to do all the weights." So I yeah. shouldn't
2: go to the gym tomorrow because there's going to be none left. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. can't find any of the weights left. J.K. Simmons will be at every gym everywhere, lifting <laughs> all, the doing weights. all the weights, doing uh, all the weights. Exactly. He looks
0: buff as
2: fuck. Yes, he's extremely ripped, and it's it's uh, scary. He how, had some muscles coming out like the side of his arm that I didn't even know you could fucking have. It yeah. kind of
1: looks like they made an action figure of him and they like yeah. wanted to hide the <laughs> joint so they're just like put a muscle over it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it almost looks like pros- prosthetics though. Like it's you you almost have to do a fucking double take when you look at that shit. You're just like It's uh, ridiculous looking. <laughs> um, but good for fucking him for being what he's like
1: 50 something. So there's still hope for me to get in
2: shape. No, probably not. Okay. No, because all the weights will be taken. Yeah. Oh, fuck.
0: You could have gotten buff like a couple months ago but now you're just there's it, no more weights left for I anybody. Can I get
2: skinny? Yeah, yeah. You you can do that still. Batman and Superman have fived, so no, he can't. What? Batman <laughs> and Superman have fived. What does that have to do it with getting skinny? High. It has to do with Commissioner Gordon. Are you high? Because No, I'm not high. Are you it's, sure you're not high? I'm, I'm positive I'm not high. Ah, damn. You'll get it. It'll come to you.
0: All right. I'm going to have to think about this the entire show now.
2: (laughs) They've fived. I don't know. Izzy can't get skinny because Batman and Superman have fived. Because Superman... ah, I just don't even worry about (laughs) this. I think he's high. I'm not actually (laughs) that high, surprisingly. I wish I was high. That would be fun. You usually bring the drugs over. I know. I don't have drugs right now. I'm drug free. Dare would be very proud of you. Who
0: the fuck are you, and what have you done with Taylor?
2: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not drug-free. I'm free of buying drugs. Oh, gotcha. So you're just broke. Yeah. Gotcha. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new saying, dare to be broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Um, moving on from that, just because that's, that's the whole news. J.K. Simmons stole all the weights, and he's buff this as fuck. This just in, he's swole. <laughs> he's swole AF. It's lit. And fire up in that gym, as the kids would say. He's keeping it hunted, (laughs) hunted, hunted. Uh, God, we're so old. (laughs) Uh, Marvel hasn't been to Comic Con in Hall H for about three years now. Uh, We were kind of we we were all trying to discuss this before the podcast when when the last time we saw them, and we
1: think it was Thor: The Dark World, right?
0: Which would have been 2013
1: Comic Con. I think what we conclusively found is my memory is awful. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, I specifically remember that date because uh, uh, we were in um, the disabled line because I've had major back surgery in my life. I look normal, but Eh. I can't stand for long periods of time. And uh, so we're sitting there in the line, which is always considerably shorter than the regular Hall H line. And they said, all right, room's at capacity. We're not letting anyone else in no matter what. And that includes you. The ADA line. And we said, okay. So we got out of line. And then about 20 minutes later, we walked by the line. And they were letting the entire ADA line <laughs> into the of fa- Hall H. And of I was like, course. are you fucking kidding me? So when they Hashtag said even you, con they continues. meant
1: you in particular.
0: It seems like it, yeah. Or, or we just didn't have faith in the system. And we just left. Uh, but anyway, that's why I remember it so specifically. Because it was Thor of the Dark World year. And I think that was the year that they announced Josh Brolin... As Thanos Thanos and had the Infinity Gauntlet on stage. Um, But they're coming back this year to Comic-Con. They haven't announced what they're bringing yet, but it's probably safe to assume Doctor Strange and Guardians Volume 2.
1: I mean, it'd be strange if they didn't talk about that. I hate you (laughs) so much. I love it. Nice. Right. Uh, You can generally...
0: Predict what's going to come to Hall H by the banners that they start putting up around the gas lamp, and mm-hmm. Doctor Strange banners have been appearing. Oh yeah, already. No so shit, it, huh? yeah, this early. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it seems like that's uh, what we're going to get to see now. Has Guardians Two started filming yet? Yes. Okay, yeah, so then they lot, definitely for, have something. It's been
2: filming for a couple months at least. Okay, so
0: they 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 have something to show. Yeah. Awesome, and Strange is out. Soon so. in November. So yeah, they'll, yeah. So they'll be. They're they'll already have almost to, uh, done.
2: Sizzle reel for sure.
0: Cool. That yeah. sounds great. So we're going to get just to just see, see some sweet trailers, or you know, like sweet a, footage, like a Comic Con trailer. Yeah, sweet footage. Yeah, some some footage, as they
1: say. Footage.
0: Is he? Yeah. You going to Comic Con?
1: I'm figuring it out. All right. That means yes. No, it I mean he's I'm got the hookups. Yeah, he's got the yeah, hookups. We'll see.
0: Uh, oh, speaking of Comic Con, this wasn't on the list to talk about. But speaking of Comic Con, um, apparently Suicide Squad is going to have a huge presence at Comic Con this year. I guess they're taking up a large portion of the Hard Rock Hotel, and they're going to have like a party and like a uh, just kind of like a uh, 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 outside con kind of like experience for people.
1: And you're going to get us into this? Yeah, I mean, I could try. I'd
2: appreciate you that.
1: Uh,
0: the parties I can't get into legally, I'm really good at sneaking into parties. Mm-hmm. So,
2: well, that's what Comic Con's about—is the places, not the places you can go, but the places you can't go,
1: the places you shouldn't be able to go. Exactly, but you go anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. But the problem is, you just warn them that you're coming. So
0: no, I guarantee you, uh, you no one uh, from WB is listening to this podcast right now. Comic
2: Con International representatives uh, representatives are scouring the internet right now, and they just found Pop Pop. Yeah, they're like I'd be okay putting with
1: that. pictures of his face at all the doors yep. like watch out for this guy so Yeah, I wanted Taylor Salen. I would be so get like a fake mustache and put it on top of your real mustache. Mhm.
2: Yeah, like one of those little Works ones. works yeah. every time. Works every
1: time. I've 60% tried it.
2: percent of the time.
0: Yeah. Or, or I just shaved my mustache off, and then I put the fake one on top of it, but I still have the whole beard.
2: Yeah, so therefore it blends it even better.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah. does it, like, match the color? No, not, not at all.
2: Re- it's, like, it's like really dark black. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's pretty much the news on that one, too, you guys. We got some short... The news on some. that
1: one is you're getting a fake mustache. Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> <That's> yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's got nothing to do with Hall H. it's new, real <laughs> yeah, news yeah. item there. It's got
0: nothing to do with Hall H. It's, that uh, I'm going to get a fake mustache. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Marvel, though, uh, one of... And this still blows my mind that uh, the first female standalone Marvel movie could be Captain Marvel before we get a, a Black Widow movie. I almost said Scarlet Witch,
2: but... Yeah, that kind of blows my mind. But also true. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <laughs>
0: um, Brie Larson, uh, praise be the world who gave us her... Uh, is in talks to be the front-runner right now for Captain Marvel.
2: In serious talks, actually. Yeah? She's she's pretty much going to be Captain Marvel unless something really bad happens. Well, like remember she... when
0: Joaquin Phoenix was definitely going to be Doctor Strange?
2: Yeah, no, I mean, Marvel is notorious for cheapskating people, but yeah. I feel like she's at the point in her career where, like, they can negotiate a solid rate for her and still...
0: They're like, hey, you just won an Oscar? We should, yeah. uh... We should do something. We should do something together. Yeah.
2: No, I think it's, I mean, I'm excited, you know, I think it's a, probably the most solid casting I can think of off the top of my head, you know what I mean? She's got all the attributes that could make a great Captain Marvel, but it's just a matter of like, is it actually going to happen or not? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: How do you feel about Brie Larson?
2: I was just Googling to see who Brie Larson is. No. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: It's okay. That means you can't steal her away from me anyway, yeah. so that's Well, fine. well I, I mean, can't. now Does I know who she, she is. Fuck, yes. I shouldn't have let you be on this podcast. What I'm There's really more competition about for myself
1: is like uh, in the semi recent Captain Marvel, they like every time she'd switch between Carol Denvers and Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. she'd go from like long hair to like a mullet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wondering if that's gonna be Brie going Larson on. and a mullet. <laughs> I'm okay with that.
2: Brie
0: Larson could literally be bald, and I would still propose to her.
1: Are you yeah. not into bald girls? Not generally. Okay. Mental note on that. I mean, I can't. I can be like Brie Larson. Yeah, was
2: extremely exactly. Specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> There are people that I think could pull it off. And there are some that I think cannot. Can and I pull it off? Can you pull it off? Yeah. If you if you turned into a woman and then shaved your head, when? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'd be into it. Okay. You have to, you have to keep the beard though. You can be bald, but you have to have the beard still.
1: I. Oh,
2: uh, sure. Done. Set. Game set match. Uh,
0: can we talk about that for a second, though? Not not him being a woman and bald with a beard, but about how like we don't have a Black Widow movie, but we're gonna get a
2: Captain Marvel movie. Yeah, it's it's kind of surprising. I mean, I get it because I think, to be honest, Black Widow works better <laughs> as a supporting character. You know what I mean? Like, it's gonna be kind of hard to do a Black Widow movie slash origin story or whatever it ends up being you just Um, make it like
0: a bond film but but like
2: with her totally and i think it could work but i think it's also that like because it hasn't been done or made yet that people are like oh like they immediately go to like that sexist like feminist thing like oh like black widow can't like make it because she's a female character And i'm like that's not it at all like she just works better as a supporting character you know what i mean which is the reason why i think they haven't done it i would love if they would but I see why it hasn't. You know, it. It's just she's a staple of the Marvel universe as this sort of supporting character that comes in and fulfills the role she needs to fulfill for that specific movie. You know, I mean,
1: Winter Soldier. Had it not been literally Winter Soldier, but a similar story,
2: I could totally see that as a Black and, Winter movie. And that's kind of what I'm thinking of when I when I'm saying that as Winter Soldier. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that was the perfect. Thank you. <laughs> that was the perfect. Um, perfect. Amalgamation of like getting getting to learn and, and know that character a little bit better but at the same time like sort of not having it be too much like leaving some of the mystery of that character because I feel like if you reveal the mystery of the character like that kind of Sort of kills a part of the character in a way. You know was it I mean? Age
0: of Ultron where they showed a lot of her backstory?
2: It not. It wasn't a lot. It was small glimpses, and you got small glimpses of that from everybody. Yeah. Um, but yes, they did show her like in the ballet and like being she. She talks about her backstory in the movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they like the way they made Winter Soldier kind of like a spy thriller. Just you don't have to make like a superhero movie because she doesn't yeah. have superpowers. Exactly. Just make it like a spy film. Yeah. And, it,
2: and I totally. think it would work. Yeah, I think it could too but i can the, the point i'm making is i would love to see it but i can totally understand the hesitation to make that movie you know what i mean mm-hmm. um this blows my mind that they would rather have a like
0: well, a, like a new character no th- one's ever heard of th- the
2: thing is is captain marvel is going to be integral to uh, uh, infinity war or what was infinity war it's no longer infinity war anymore apparently um but i don't think black widow can be that integral in a story where your main villain is Thanos. You know, like, a human can only do so much against a character like that, you know? Yeah, I can see that. Someone who's superhuman has a little bit more of a chance and a little bit, like, it's more, it it feels, like, more political than anything else, you know what I mean? It's a matter of circumstance, like, what they need for that movie to work, more so than, oh, we should just give Black Widow her standalone movie because she deserves a standalone movie, you know? That makes sense, yeah. It's like that business mentality kind of.
0: I would totally find it annoying to see, like, I, like Hawkeye or Black Widow take like a punch from Thanos and live. I'd
2: be like, nah, yeah, I don't buy it. That's what I'm saying. So the thing is too is that you know, you have to put the emphasis on the characters that are gonna be that will be set up to then be paid off down the road. Yeah. Um but I think now that I think about it, I think what I would actually love to see is like a movie where like you know in the first Avengers where it's like they talk about Budapest? Yeah, oh, yeah. that kind of thing, where it's like you see Black Widow, maybe with with Hawkeye popping in, like, or maybe it's a team movie. You know, I was like, yeah. Winter Soldier was kind of like Cap and and Black Widow, but you have Black Widow and um and Hawkeye and Hawkeye joining up, you know, and That's like seeing those seeing those missions that they talk about that you never like sort of really like you don't know anything about, you know. Could the movie be titled Hawk Widow, Hawk Widow, Black Eye, Black Eye. These no. are ho- these are horrible. That's titles. super racist.
0: I didn't say black guy. I said black black eye. eye. Still. (laughs) Hot guy.
2: (laughs) Hot guy. Hot guy. Yeah, so I mean, it doesn't surprise me that that they haven't done a Black Widow movie. Not at all. And the question is, will they?
0: (laughs) Would you watch a Black Widow movie? Yeah.
1: I'd be more excited about the Captain Marvel movie. But I mean... There you go. I've read Captain Marvel stuff. I haven't really... Yeah. Read the only stuff that really I've read with Black Widow in it is group books like Secret Avengers. Oh, of course. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like
0: the source material material for her is like not a whole lot. It mm-hmm. just blows my mind that they have like a, like an established character who's been in. Four plus Marvel movies, yeah, and they still haven't even thought about like making like Black Widow. Well,
2: I don't. I don't think it's that they've thought about it. I think it also comes down to like a contractual thing too. You know, like they've they've secured Scarlett Johansson and every other person who plays a Marvel character for a certain amount of movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have even whether it's a two minute cameo or it's a leading role, it still counts, it counts as yeah. one of those appearances. That's so true. they have a lot of pieces to juggle behind the scenes, so it's like I get it, you know, but I really want to see it at the same time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of female leads, um Oceans Eleven is mm. getting a uh, Ghostbusters reboot treatment, and there's gonna be an all female Oceans Eleven spin off.
2: Hopefully this trailer won't be the most hated of all time on YouTube. Oh, poor Ghostbusters. I know. Well, I feel like if it wasn't a Ghostbusters movie, then people wouldn't care. You know, like yeah. it wouldn't have the vitriol that it does. But regardless of that, um, I'm excited for this, man. Like, Who's think, in this movie, Taylor? I, I don't even know, actually. Oh, yeah, case, I know it's got, a, I, it's got a bunch of people in <laughs> yeah, my it. Yeah, I set him up for failure. Yeah, you really <laughs> did. I, I, <laughs> it's going to be
0: Helena Bonham Carter.
2: Okay. It's going to be Kate Blanchett. Okay,
0: that's the one I've heard yeah, is Kate Blanchett. It's going to yeah.
1: be Elizabeth Banks. Okay. And it's going to be Julia Roberts.
2: Again, oh. going to be a lot. So she of... playing
1: her same character from the Oceans Eleven, but like the new lead for it, maybe,
2: maybe. She well, has, hey, uh, you know what? George Clooney's love interest, love interest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And movies. and we, you know what? Now that you say that, I think that actually may be the way into the story. Is like, yeah. what if, what if George Clooney's like that that character from the original Oceans movie is like the one leading the team now? You never know. But, uh, that, I'm sorry. That, that I meant never... Sandra Bullock. Okay. Oh, so, oh, yeah, Sandy. That's well, my B. Maybe it's, uh, Sandy Bullock. It's uh, definitely
1: not the same people. This is yeah. a hot scoop, and it hasn't been announced yet. But,
0: dang, did I just leak it? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, but the one person
0: that's in the cast that pulls it kind of together from. For me, is Mindy Kaling is
2: also going huh. to be in it. Oh, she's totally going to be like the tech whiz yeah. or like that—that that like comedic relief. She's like, going to
0: be the, uh, like the, bru- the the Bernie Mac, Mac.
2: the Bernie like, Mac. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. She's going to be like like totally uh,
0: like the comedic relief for yeah. sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just hope that they, like I was telling because we were talking this uh, about this a little bit before too, and it was just I just really hope that they <laughs> do something different than like the whole Vegas storyline over again. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Ocean's Eleven—that's embedded within that franchise. But I feel yeah. like you could do a really great heist without having the Vegas element involved, or something that reminds you of those movies that you love and grew up with. At least for me, so and Reno. What's that? <laughs> Reno. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be Reno. It could be anything. It could be Atlantic fucking, City. It could be fucking Dubai. You know what I mean? There's plenty of other gambling meccas throughout the world that uh-huh. aren't in the United States. So I think it could be something that you now could I'm just do imagining them all wearing burkas and I just, robbing like a Trump my, casino. Dude, my, my thing is is that I just hope they don't repeat the same bullshit beats that both of the original movies had. I don't want to like, break like, your heart. They're not bullshit, but, but it's they're bullshit if, they, if they repeat the beats. You know
0: what I mean? They know what makes money. They're just putting women in the movie, and they're going to do the exact same thing.
2: I know. I hope it doesn't. They're probably gonna that's, rob the same casino. I'm, being, I'm trying to be an optimist right now. I know they're not going to, but I'm trying to be an optimist.
0: Who's the big bad in the third one?
2: Uh, it is
0: uh Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna rob Al Pacino again. It's gonna be <laughs> the exact same casino too. Oh man, just watch. I fucking guarantee it.
2: I actually like Ocean's Twelve. I know a lot of people hate that movie. I think that movie is really fun. Is that the like, second that's one? Italy, the one where they go to Europe? Or... Okay. And Julia Roberts like pretends to be Julia Roberts in the movie. Oh yeah. She's yeah. like, oh yeah, you look like this person, and she's like, I'm Julia Roberts, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I do that happens in that movie. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen the funny. movie, so they can like steal this piece because everybody like like three quarters of the team like gets locked into jail. No, like yeah, I yeah, yeah, and so like they call on Julia Roberts. But she actually
0: or- name drops Julia Roberts in the movie. Well, she they
2: just- be- her character.
1: Pretending to be the actress Julia Roberts because they look the same, mm-hmm. so she's trying to get like
2: VIP treatment. To but get it is basically, Julia Roberts. Yes, it's basically a oh giant joke saying, "Oh, you're Julia Roberts," and in the movie, they're like, "Oh, you look like Julia Roberts because she is fucking Julia Roberts." That's awful. Yeah, that's the worst part about that movie. But I think that, I feel like that, that's actually fun. Part. So, like, and that's what I'm saying though is like, even with that movie, you got away from the Vegas element. and You made it something different and unique yeah. and original. And I hope that they do something in that vein. At least, even if even if it's still set in Vegas, just make it different. You know, do something original and interesting. You know, like just don't fucking remake the same movie fifteen years later. You know, I'm
0: campaigning for uh, Mark Wahlberg to be uh, the sexy man in the movie. Like you know how the new Ghostbusters has Chris Hemsworth. I'm campaigning for Mark Wahlberg to be yeah. like the eye candy of this female Ocean's Eleven. I don't know why. I just I came was with... campaigning for it you, just... oh, Marky Mark. Easy. <laughs> That's so sweet of you. <laughs> Joel I'm Reeves so, for oceans reboot. I'm blushing so hard <laughs> right now. Hey Mark, if you want to be in it with me, we can be like a we could be like a duo.
1: I could get behind
0: like that. a sexy duo Or he could get behind. And then Mark you, will like or... him so much that <laughs> so he'll get hired for the next yes, Transformers it's scene, movie. It's a scene at a Chippendales, right? Which I think is that what is that at the Luxor? I mean, I think it's the MGM. One I just want or New York, to New York. I don't Is know. I'm, York, I'm just, just, just going to name all the hotels. Yeah. yeah, Regardless, it's just it's just a duo dance at Chippendales with me and Mark Wahlberg, and it's one scene. And he's super buff, and then I come out
1: and I look like a wet spaghetti noodle, just to make him look even buffer. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: It's like a scene out of Magic Mike, but worse.
1: Yeah,
0: it's like it's like he's Channing Tatum, <laughs> not and not like Jonah Hill. But I'm yeah. but I'm not fat. Yeah, I'm just not buff. <laughs> I'm just I'm just the opposite of buff. Yeah. really, really skinny. Yeah, I, I think this is gold. All right, let's write it. I see. I see nothing wrong with this. Tell us what you think, people. P- Please don't.
1: <laughs> We're gonna have to send. like, like Shut uh, the Shirtless up. pictures of you, so they I'm, can get a full. Oh
2: god, I'm gonna. I, I, I <laughs> write, your, do not write wa- your write your jewelry as fan fiction and send <laughs> it into us. I don't want
0: to be depressed this week. Can we not do this anymore? I changed my mind. Mark Wahlberg, you can stop have it. stop it. <laughs> you can have it, Mark.
1: Um. I'm sure he's glad he has your permission to
0: Probably. be in yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're friends.
2: So. Hey, man, if he wants to be in there.
0: Hey, man, it couldn't be any worse than dude, when well, he was in The Happening. You're
2: friends with Ash, uh, I can't talk. Ashton Kutcher. He's your oh, buddy, remember? Oh,
0: me, me and my best friend, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, the Ashton. Kuch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, Ashton. Yeah, exactly. He got me into to, uh, the jobs premiere.
2: You know, uh, my buddy Ash. You were like, what's up, dude? And he was like, hey. And then he kept going, and you're <laughs> like, oh, we're friends for life. I kept telling everybody, oh, yeah, my buddy Ash, he got yeah. me.
0: <laughs> no uh, yeah, I I'm, The cast is, I mean, that's really the only news we have on this film right now. Uh, yeah. But I think the cast is really good. Uh, strong actors. And they're yes. not, I like that they're not going for, while there are famous people in this movie, I think like what the Ghostbusters did is they just went for those like. It's like stunt casting. Those, yeah, like the look who we casted because. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: and I don't think they did this. I think they were like, these are yeah. good actors. And uh, because that's really what Ocean's Eleven and that series was—it was was a bunch of really good actors
2: in one film. It's not
0: like the two good actors and then like the two B-listers who were like playing even even the 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 supporting
2: the the supporting cast was incredible in those movies. Yeah,
0: so I think that's what they're trying to do, and I think right now they're doing a pretty good job.
2: Yeah, I agree. I concur.
1: What I was hoping when I heard they were going to do the female Ghostbusters was there was that opening scene where uh, Bill Murray is uh, doing the psychic test oh, yeah. yeah, and yeah, kind of course. throwing it for the girl and keeps <laughs> yeah, yeah. electrocuting the guy. I was hoping it would be led by the girl however many years later. That would be funny. And she thinks she's psychic because of that one day. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like Mr. Magoo's That's through the funny. movie where like things happen
2: to Dude, work out that as if she great. is psychic. Yeah, yeah, that like, would
0: be
1: fucking incredible. I mean...
0: It that idea is probably better than what they really came up with. So
2: yeah, I mean we'll see in a couple of weeks. Or maybe <laughs> that is what it's
1: about, and That'd they be didn't great. really give that away so in the trailer
0: yet. Two of the Ghostbusters have come out and say that this movie is actually pretty good.
1: Yeah, um, Dan Aykroyd and
2: someone else. Yeah, <laughs> someone who was in the original movie. It was probably um, fucking Bill Murray. No, it because was the, the other part was, of that uh, story was
0: that Bill Murray. He finally did, but he took a really long time to come out and support the movie. And then I saw, and I don't know if this is real or not, but I saw like a leaked email that like they were threatening to sue him oh. if he didn't come out and like support the film.
2: Wow, really? Because
0: like he was an original, and they were like, uh, it w- it wasn't to him; it was between like people within the company. And they're yeah. like, if he doesn't come out and support this movie, we want to seek aggressive legal action against him. And someone was like, I'm cool with
2: aggressive, and that's all it said.
0: Yeah, Damn. I'm not sure how real this is, but uh, that doesn't
2: make sense. Or I mean, <laughs> that makes total sense because um, because the Sony leak. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and just the fact that he took so long to come out and support it, and then all of a sudden he was like,
2: "Oh yeah, I, I, yeah, it's good. I love it." Yeah. Well, he was. It, they had like a like a. I think it was on one of the late night shows. They had the original cast. Well, because obviously Harold Ramis is dead now. Um, they had hey, well, then
0: we know who supported the film because, yeah. it's,
2: because it's not it's not the dead one exactly um let's just come out and say it. Had, it was the, the black three the three, one the three surviving yeah the, yeah exactly, the three surviving members and they they reunited the original cast and the new cast on um on one of the late night talk shows, and I was like i'm surprised Bill Murray actually did this, you know what I mean, so it kind of makes sense it's because they were going to sue him bill murray is 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 is, is notorious for being press shy. You know what I mean? Ernie like, Hudson. Ernie Hudson, yeah. He doesn't... It, Bill Murray hates doing all this press bullshit. So the fact that he was actually on a late night talk show for Ghostbusters was like, uh... Okay, that's... Uh.
0: Did you hear that he missed out on a lot of roles? Not that he gives a fuck because he really doesn't, but he... For... And I don't know if this is still the case. For a while, he didn't have an agent. There was a phone number
1: Oh yeah. I that have if you this. wanted
0: him to be in a movie, you would call. It would go to a... An answering machine,
1: yeah, and you would just
0: have a pitch, and then hmm. you would either want to do the movie or not do the movie. Obviously, there were probably other ways, like you knew people who knew him, so he would have the script, right? But yeah. he didn't have like an agent, you would just call his answering machine. That's funny, I'm not dude. sure if that's, that's so, still the case, that's but that's so Bill Murray, right? <laughs> it's so Bill Murray, super Bill Murray. Yeah, I, I, I want to be Bill Murray when I'm, I assume he's 167,
1: right? Yeah, it's gotta be, he's like there. a vampire yeah. dude, he just yeah, keeps yeah. living
0: and living like when I, when when i'm 160 i i i hope i'm just like bill murray yeah you can cough if you want to
1: yeah uh, i'm just going to lean over to the side when i do it <laughs> just I'm cough not right a, a the monster that's fine <laughs>
2: <coughs> i think i got the black lung pa
0: <laughs> oh man um yeah that was pretty much it ocean's 11 yeah Female Ocean's virgin.
1: 11 and stuff so it's not like Ocean's 14 at this point. It's back to 11.
0: They're probably not going to call it 11, but yeah, I don't think they're it's going to They're just
2: going to skip a number and call it Ocean's 15.
0: <laughs> no, they'll probably call it something completely different. Google. Oceana's 15. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I had to. But probably, yeah. That sounds very Hollywood, though.
0: It sounds very... I, I guarantee you they would get so much shit for that, so yeah. I don't think they're going to do that. I know. Um, how do you feel about
2: the fat man? The Fat Man. Yeah, The Fat Man. On Batman? The Fat Man. I like The Fat Man. I listen to a lot of The Fat Man's podcasts, and I think he is a very funny gentleman. How do you feel about The Fat Man?
1: I love watching him talk about shit, because he'll get the like most just simple, straightforward question and then talk an hour about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's so true.
2: You'd be like, dude, so how do you change the light bulb? Well! <laughs>
1: <laughs> my dog
0: got fucked with my other dog, and it was crazy, because the one dog is huge and the other one's really small.
2: Real story like, he told us this nothing how does to do this, with dog yeah, fucking. Like, how does this relate to my changing a light oh, bulb? <laughs> yeah.
0: he, he 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 once bought a dude a flashlight at Comic-Con and like we all thought it was a joke, and then he was like, "No, seriously, get that dude's information. I'm gonna send him a fucking flashlight." Yep. And then on Reddit, the dude was like, "Yeah, he fucking sent me a flashlight."
1: Someone <laughs> bought me a flashlight once as a present, and I couldn't get myself to
2: use it. Really? Like it I just felt I, so I've always wanted to try I feel a flashlight. Like I would have tried it at least. Like, I've never tried like, one, like, one. Oh one no, time. I can't try this because I'm too weird or scared. Like I'd be like, "Hey, dude, I tried the flashlight. Like whatever."
1: I'm sure I put my penis in it. I don't think <laughs> I. Uh, are you sure or are you not sure? I'm not sure. I imagine I stuck my penis in it. I'm not sure what happened uh, past there.
0: I did not have sexual relations with that, that plastic flashlight. vagina. It yeah. did not
1: inhale. Oh my god.
2: But did it. I uh it I
1: once not. was had a very
0: <laughs> I once had a very close relationship uh with someone in the adult entertainment industry and um she had a uh an Amazon wish list. As most famous females do on the internet, mm. and uh, it got me a lot of cool things because people just buy her things. So I once had like her put like a MacBook Pro charger on there because mine died, so I got a free one. Yep. And then uh, I had to put a flashlight on there just to like see. No one ever bought it. I don't. No think one they ever bought me a flashlight
2: to use it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of it's a little different for a woman, but still it was an interesting experiment. Some to, people to love to
0: see like you know.
1: Like a like a partners style Little woman video, action. yeah. So if anyone wants to see Joel jack off with a <laughs> flashlight, you can send that to uh, Joel, <laughs> Joel at thispodcast.com. Yes, yeah, that's it. You got it. <laughs> Done. Nailed it. I'm gonna create that email now.
2: Joel at thispodcast.com. This, this yeah, isn't
1: an email. That was a physical address because they need to send you the actual flashlight. Like, what's an email going to do for you? Well, if
0: they email me, then I'll give them my address. Yeah. I'm not going to put my address on the podcast, but I'll give them my address if they so email me. So it's very
1: thinly veiled.
2: It's yeah. bleep, bleep, bleep at bleep, bleep Boulevard. Six bleep, one bleep
0: at bleep <laughs> aired bleep. Aired. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's Nine funny one thing. bleep, bleep,
1: bleep. bleep. There you go. Done. That's that's my address. And you should probably put his name so it doesn't get confusing about who the flashlights for. Oh, it's for Taylor Salin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: not gonna say no to that. <laughs>
1: uh, what the fuck were
2: we talking about? Fleshlights? No, before that we were
1: talking that, about Kevin uh, Smith. Oh yeah, Kevin Smith.
0: Oh my god, we went on a huge tangent on <laughs> yeah, Kevin we Smith. Did. And we ended
1: up at, trying it to buy me a flashlight. <laughs> yeah. It was.
0: Anyway, uh, Mallrats Two supposedly supposed to be filmed before Clerks 3, and it was going to be a movie. Mm-hmm. He did this whole thing on social media where he went around to all the actors from the original one and got them to do a little peace sign for two because they're mm-hmm. going to be in the movie, right? And he got fucking everybody.
1: Yep. What about the guy who's um, standing in front of the uh, picture and he can't tell, like, <laughs> the 3D? I don't think he got that guy. Okay. Uh, but he went through all that
0: trouble. cut all of the original cast for a movie and now it's not going to be a movie anymore. What's it going to be?
2: Uh apparently it's going to be a mini series now. 10 episode well, web series, mini series, whatever you want to call so it. It's going to be basically a, a a So it's a TV show. A now. TV show, yeah. Has the this question... ever I,
0: I I don't think this has ever happened making a sequel to a movie but then having it be a TV series.
2: Huh? Not that I can recall, actually. That's an interesting, pretty valid point.
1: Yeah. I never even thought about that. I guess you could argue it for Buffy.
2: Yeah, you could, or you could have. You could. It's a reverse argument, but is uh, that
0: necessarily a sequel though? As it is like a like a reimagining. Firefly you know? Fly, though not, too is
2: kind of that reverse argument where it started as a TV show, but you don't yeah, have. Right. But you don't have something that started as a movie and became a TV show, which is. Oh,
0: you have a lot of TV shows that make like a movie afterwards. Oh yeah, of yeah, course, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, uh, and it is like supposed to be a direct sequel too. So,
2: Dope.
1: Clerks, a failed uh, cartoon. Oh, yeah. oh, that's true. So, Kevin Smith
2: is rocking the movie, the <laughs> TV show. Right? true. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I always forget about that Clark's TV series. Jane
0: and Bob had a cartoon as
1: well. Man, Kevin did do Smith very well.
2: is... All over the fucking his place. His own, like, yeah. but, if, but if the track record shows, it's
0: not going to be good then.
2: No, it probably won't be. But I want it to be. Well, it was the same thing he did with that movie, Hit Somebody He Wanted to Make. Like He was like, oh, it's going to be a two-part movie. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, it's so big that it's going to be a miniseries. And then we haven't heard anything from it in like two years.
0: <laughs> Instead we have a... Uh, we, we got Tusk y- and we got yoga, yoga Hosers and
2: Moose Jaws. And yeah. Everything.
0: I don't know. I think it does give like... As much as I love Kevin Smith's films and what he does, I think his characters really lend themselves probably better to a TV series. Putting those kind of characters in a two-hour movie... They can get boring, yeah, putting them on your t v for twenty minutes once a week, yeah. I think that works probably. Well, and a I bit think better. out of
2: out of all his movies, something like Mallrats is like the most prone to be made into a TV series because you have this this setting that's so for his movies so vast, yeah. you know what I mean? You have this this whole mall and hundreds of characters that work in said mall and visit said mall. So you have a lot of opportunities to explore a lot of different characters and take those yeah. storylines and and to, to you know to actually flesh it out other than just being cliché bullshit like it kind of was in the first one. I love <laughs> I love the first Mallrats, rats, but that movie is by no means satisfying. You know what I mean? I mean the star of that movie is Stanley. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's a funny movie, but it's not like a well told story. So I feel like this could actually be a good thing for that f- franchise, if you want to call it that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it didn't really make sense to me at first, but I mean, it's Kevin Smith that he's going to do whatever the fuck he wants to do. In ten Amen.
1: or so episodes, think about how many superhero penises he can ask about. All of
2: them, yeah, all of the superhero penises can yeah. be asked about
0: uh while while I was reading about that story, though, apparently um his lawyer or his agent or the both of them had told him that uh whenever he wanted to do a second one, they would just get the rights from universal because it's his property, yeah, and everything would be cool, right, mm-hmm. and so apparently he was telling this story to. Someone I don't know. He loves to tell stories, so it could have been to anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently, he tried to get it back, and they said, no, we as a company, Universal, have never given up a property in the history of
2: Universal. That makes sense.
0: And Kevin Smith was like, yo, I thought you told me that this was going to work. And they were like, "Oh, I guess we were wrong." Like, as an entertainment, like as an entertainment lawyer, you don't know that they've never given up a property. Yeah, that's in the, what, like the hundred years they've been making yeah, movies. Yeah, that's
2: not a good entertainment lawyer. Like, what a <laughs> shitty
0: lawyer! Um, so, entertainment apparently, lawyer. Apparently, they told him like, "You have two choices: you can uh, fully fund it yourself and, but still be with Universal as a distributor, or let them help you make it." Yeah. So. I guess it went the way of no. I guess it went the way of like them wanting to make a TV show. Mm. I don't know.
2: Wouldn't it? That's still interesting. I for didn't know that. Though? It is. Yeah. 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 Still Universal property. But yeah, it's of Like
0: a how do you not know that kind of thing?
2: I didn't know that. Yeah, neither did I. You're also I. not an entertainment lawyer. That's exactly. very true. Representing
0: the person whose property it is. It's <laughs> like saying
2: as a filmmaker, how do you not know what an F-stop is? You know what I mean? Like, it's the same kind of thing. Hey, <laughs> I man, can I you go give me had a had T-stop? Problem yeah, with, I'll uh, grab the bag Bruce as soon Willis. as I can find it.
1: <laughs> or no, that was lenses. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, Bruce Willis got really angry at Kevin Smith for not knowing his lenses.
2: Oh, God, that's funny. Because I'm going to open this bag of chips right now. And he's going to be crunching the whole time.
0: Cool. Good job. Just just really needed to do that. What are you laughing at so sorry. hardly over here about... What is, <laughs> what is it? What is it? What is it?
1: like, you wouldn't understand it. You
0: wouldn't understand Oh, we wouldn't understand it.
2: Sorry, no. Us men wouldn't understand it. Oh, it's Broadway. It. I wouldn't understand it at all.
0: <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I just thought if it was that funny, maybe everyone should know about it. But apparently it's not. Apparently we wouldn't Unless get we it.
1: Unless we really like Broadway.
0: I don't, oh. so... Uh, I would be cool. I I feel like this lends itself to HBO.
2: Yeah, I I just or do. like Showtime, something like more comedy like yeah. oriented. You know,
0: just for some reason when I think Kevin Smith, I don't think like
1: Fox or like no. Cinemax. I think like HBO. Yeah, yeah, because it's it wants to be raunchy. Yeah, it does. For sure.
0: This is a really exaggerated chewing. Yeah. Just for the podcast. Yep. I don't chew like this in everyday life, I promise. Or do you? I don't think so.
1: I'd like to think not. No, you do. not We've been meaning to have a oh, talk God. about that. <laughs> about Joel's chip chewing habits. Yeah. An intervention for chewing. Yeah. Too
0: much chewing, dude. A chewingvention? <laughs> a chewvention. A chewvention. That's a much that is
2: much better than what I said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh that is everything. Onto the main topic.
2: Yes. And what is the main topic? Um
0: this movie came out called Sex Men Poopalips.
2: Did I you see that have, movie? I think I've heard of is that part of the Sex Men franchise?
0: Yeah, they had Sex Men, they had Sex Men Two, which is just, you know, like regular sex. Yeah, oh, it was Sex Men it well, was Sex Man Man United. <laughs> yeah. Then they had a uh, Sex Men Threesome, which <laughs> the was the last stand. Just a shit show. Yeah. Because you know th- Three subs never really work out like you think they're going to. You think they're going to be fun, and then someone gets left out, and then it's very bad. Then they did Sex Men Origins, which was really just a, was just a video of someone being birthed, and it was horrible. Uh, see, I thought it was the that.
2: origin story of Sex Man's penis. No, no, no. You would think that, <laughs> like but it was the like the origin itself. of him being born. Oh, uh, okay. And it was
0: just like, you know that video you watch in like eighth grade when you watch like a childbirth? Yeah. That's Sex men
1: Origins. I wish I didn't know. Yeah. yeah.
0: Then they just had The Sex men. Uh, then they made Sex Men First Ass, which okay. was uh, the first of like the, the college years. Exactly. Then they made a uh, Sex Men Sex of Future Past. I was I was doing so good up to that one. Yeah, I was doing so well until that, that one. one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, Sex Men um, uh, Days of f- Days of Fucking Past. Beautiful. Sex Men Days of Fucking Past, which is where they all <laughs> reminisce about the first times they had ever fucked. <laughs> And then there was... Uh, and that
2: ties back into Days of the, the, the Origin. Exactly. Or, yeah, you know, the it first ties class. back to all of them.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, and then there was uh, Sex Men Apopalypse, which is uh, the German schite film.
2: Is <laughs> there a golden shower in Sex Men Apopalypse? There it's is, It's in yeah. the opening scene. It's a giant golden well, shower. Well, the character
0: Storm. <laughs> she doesn't really create rain. She just flies really high up in the air and then pees on everybody
1: that is uh that's excellent. A I thing like it. that happened. I think I guess. this is like what the I think fuck? this was a great bit. I think I this was one like, of the best yeah. bits we've ever done.
0: <laughs> anyway, X-Men Apocalypse. Yes, X-Men Apocalypse. Came out. And uh it was I took a week to see it because
2: uh I, Because I, I, you're I, not a true X-Men fan.
0: No, I was just, I was I was deep down just so scared to see yeah. it. You realize there hasn't really been a th- like Besides Civil War, which we talked about mm-hmm. on the podcast, there really hasn't been a good third superhero movie, right? Mm-hmm. And deep down, the third X-Men movie is still what stings the most in my heart. So I was so afraid to go see a third X-Men movie, man. I just, I really was. And I had, I, I heard so, so many polarizing things. Some people liked it. People that I trusted. Some people that I also trusted said it was a fucking shit show, right? So many people on different levels were telling me so many different things.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I finally, I went with Izzy. You saw? And some other people. The most
1: comfortable theater there's ever been.
0: The (laughs) Calabasas Stadium Six. uh, Gorgeous theater. With super comfortable seats. They can recline. Uh, It's really just like a hundred lazy boys in one theater. Leave it to Calabasas to do such a thing. Um, But I, and we'll get into this, but I'm going to let you each talk about it
1: beforehand. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it like the first thing with Apocalypse uh the opening scene and he just fucking disintegrated someone. Yeah. I was so on board. Oh yeah. It just sh- like
0: the raw and I know you have a problem with this but just like the raw power of
2: Apocalypse. It they really start out like you can't beat this motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, I I thought yeah, okay, so I have a very mixed um very mixed feeling on the movie. On one hand, I really enjoyed it as a character piece, you know what I mean? I feel like it really does a lot of the character's justice and there's great character moments that happen, but as a whole, I feel like a lot of those character moments don't actually add up to character arcs for me, and I kind of feel like the same way with the movie, you know what I mean? Like there's there's certain scenes, certain moments that I think are brilliant and then you get to the end and for me it's just kind of like all right i get what you're trying to do but we're also at a point where we just become that traditional blockbuster cg shitstorm in the third act you know what i mean and there is a lot of cg that's what i'm in saying like i feel act. like it goes into very bland territory um and i'm sure we'll talk more about the third act later but i just i wish that that they would have really honed in what this movie was about because i feel like it was all over the place and there were a lot of ideas that were being explored. And I feel like f- for me, it comes down to the level of, uh, the story and the screenplay that didn't necessarily work for me. You know what I mean? Again, I think there's a lot of great moments in there, but nothing really adds up. You know what I mean? There's certain character deaths and there's certain things that happen. And it's like, I don't feel anything when those people die and when those things happen. And I should, you know what I mean? Especially after two movies. um, uh, so well, you know, obviously we'll go into it more, but I you know, it was it was very lukewarm for me.
1: I think something that really like hammers your point home to me is I can't remember
2: anyone dying. <laughs> and so, there's there's um, several characters really, that die. Like, I'm pretty resonated. sure Angel dies. Angel dies and Havoc dies. I was oh, actually okay,
0: yeah, I
1: remember that now.
0: <laughs> now Are you <laughs> saying that like you didn't like feel the di- I I man when Havoc died, I was like, fuck, that sucks.
2: No, not really, because like Havoc is is a nothing character in this movie. You know what I mean? Like he's he's. They, Do you they... feel
0: it from the point of like his fucking brother? Dean?
2: Yes, but at the same time, like Havoc was a great character in First Class. You know what I mean? Like they set that character up well, and if they wanted to kill him off in this movie, they should have kept him more have him, had him be have more of an active role in Days of Future Past, other than just being a cameo. That's also, true. part of the flaw of these of these period movies that they've been doing in the, in this last trilogy in the well, first class trilogy I, yeah. is the fact that it's supposed to be 20 years from first class in the 60s the to now same. and they look the exact yeah. same like that that also kind of kills me you know yeah. i wish at least they would have tried to do something with prosthetics or something to at least but have you, you feel but you the like age of those the characters being cheesy looking exactly you know I mean? when you have too many but i think there's something you could have done that's subtle you know what i mean to help with yeah. that so that's not as like just big punching of a, them in the face that's, a whole bunch. that's not as big of a problem for me cuz i can get over that but it's just that idea of these characters are set up and the payoffs come come too quickly you know well, what i mean like there's no there's no time to live and breathe in that world like there is for instance in the first x-men movie
1: and particularly that a lot of the cast was new characters to this timeline. Yeah. So it's like Magneto, Xavier, um, uh, Mystique, Mm -hmm. Beast. Who else was uh, back from the older? Wolverine. Wolverine, Even though
2: that was a glorified cameo for no reason.
1: Between those four, Beast you can have as Beast, and Mm -hmm. age isn't as much of a concern. Yeah. Mystique yeah. is a shapeshifter and that's whatever age she wants to yeah. display. Yeah, yeah. So it's really only Xavier and Magneto that you'd need to aid. Yeah. Him.
2: And to be honest, they felt a little older in the first movies anyways, but Lucas Till in, perf- in particular, it feels like, oh yeah, he's still super young and they're trying to make him seem like he's in his like 30s. He grew like, his hair or, out. So or, yeah. yeah, that's and it didn't even feel like he grew it out as a wig. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. But that's that's aside. so... Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it for what it was. But at the same time, I realized that um, that first class is still my favorite X Men movie out of this trilogy really? and out of all of them. I've always maintained that movie is. I yeah. think it's. I think that's the most concise, well told story of all the X Men movies. Is it because it
0: taught you to use the love inside of your body and not just the hate? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, before we get too much into like like the serious parts of talking about the movie, I want to make one more joke, and it's like. Who builds a pyramid? Like when they when they oh, destroy the yeah. pyramid. Oh okay. yeah. Who who builds a pyramid where you can just kind of take away some blocks and then like these big stone mattress looking things yeah. go down to the center and just destroy the entire pyramid.
2: Like who builds yeah, a pyramid? it's like, like that? it's like a safety feature. Which that that whole that whole you mean in the opening sequence? I don't right? think anybody whole, actually builds a pyramid like that. No, and and <laughs> th- that's that's part of my thing is like I feel as soon as okay. I think the opening sequence is fun because it's different than anything we've seen in an X-Men movie. But at the same time, all I could think about was fucking The Mummy Returns when I was watching that sequence in particular. Uh-huh. That I was like, such a big compliment. <laughs> no, it isn't. It feels like a fucking Steven Summers movie. Such a, I like, fucking I can, love The Mummy Returns. Uh, no, I, I like The Mummy Returns too, but the CG in that movie, feel it's it's terrible. Oh, yeah. And and the opening scene apocalypse is like 100% CG, and it just feels like something... like. That's in ten years you're gonna laugh at it because it looks so bad and it's like, probably it, that's just more on a technical level. But I I really wish that they would have like kept this film extremely practical. And it feels like this movie, especially with the out opening scene, and again in the third act, it just becomes CGI cluster fuck time. Well,
1: you know, so like the fighting parts of that scene, I really liked. Yeah, the hand to the hand stuff, thing falling yeah. apart. I can see where you it doesn't seem natural No. Not but, natural, okay. no. <laughs> so I can concede that there's these weird vent things that are a weakness in the pyramid. Yeah. What I can't accept is that there's these giant stone blocks that they covered with a cloth, <laughs> yeah. and they're like no one noticed us putting <laughs> apocalypse these had giant, no idea like, blocks at the top of these ramps because there's now a cloth <laughs> exactly on top of right. Them.
2: And see, that's that's part of my point is it's certain logic flaws like that where you're just like. I get what you're trying to do but at the same time the execution of it is a little weird, you know what I mean? Just the, it's it's certain things like that. Yeah. But um but yeah, no that that opening sequence was when I saw it I was just kind of like, oh this is this is what we're in for. I Hopefully like the opening not. sequence overall though. Yeah. It was fun. And then I liked it, too, how it, like, it just even further differentiating itself from the rest of the franchise, like, the fact that the like the title sequence itself was, like, different, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Because normally it's, like, that brain activity, uh-huh. like, DNA strand uh, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of opening sequence. So, you know, I think... And this time it looked exactly like that except with hieroglyphics. Exactly. So that's, yeah, you know, totally. And that's the point I'm making is I think it's, you know, brand, brand Singer is obviously definitely trying to... to... to recompense his past slights of not directing X3. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like you can tell Brian Singer's really Never trying, forget. but I feel like part of the thing for me is that Brian Singer's his he's so interested in trying to retcon everything back to the way that he wants the universe to be in that he almost forgets to tell a good story and to have good characters. You know what I mean? And a it's it's like again, I think its character moments are great, but when you add it all up together, it just it doesn't quite work for me. My
0: true fanboy inside of me is okay with that. Yeah. My favorite parts of this Absolutely. film were yeah. were seeing that original cast mm-hmm. back together. Yeah. We have and not even like and I'm talking about like the original nineties cartoon The cast. original character cast. Not the cast. original, yeah, not yeah. the original X-Men movie cast cause Yeah, they didn't even have like Nightcrawler in it until what, like, this middle of the second one. Yeah. I'm talking about like, well, we got, I we have. I think
1: was the opening of the second one. Right, and It right. was mm-hmm. the best part of the movie. Yeah. That opening um, sequence is incredible. In we have
0: fucking Cyclops. We got Gene Grey. We got Jubilee. She doesn't do much, but she's fucking there. We got, we she have. She doesn't do anything. We have Nightcrawler. I mean, she hangs out. That's,
2: <laughs> she talks she, shit on she Empire she Jedi. How'd you feel
0: about that? The, well, I think. That, it was, was that brutal think, for you? I think it was actually a slight on the third X Men movie.
2: It was, but it's also a slide on third movies, which this movie is not any better than Days of Future Past or First Class. So it's kind of making fun of itself in a a certain sense, which is kind of funny.
0: And I actually think if you look at Jubilee's character as a whole, like go go back and rewatch the first episode of the 90s X-Men cartoon. That entire episode is literally just like, oh, man. How do we save Jubilee from these Sentinels? Yeah, like she's always just a useless fucking character. Yeah, um, and even but in, she's like, a fan favorite for
2: some reason. And even I in never the comic books that.
0: to this day, like she gets kidnapped by Dracula and becomes a vampire, and like Wolverine has to <laughs> save her. That actually doesn't like, like, surprise
2: me. <laughs> like she's
0: always just that kind of character. So the fact that she didn't do anything doesn't really bother me. Yeah. So we've got her and all the ones I've named, and like they're just bringing back together that cast. Yeah. and uh it's, storms in the movie but she starts out as a bad guy mm-hmm. and then in the end and uh, this which, is always a spoiler which, podcast so yeah. she's she's the the end is like her a part of like that original team again yeah and it's it's that she that converts to me, yeah that to me is uh the coolest fucking thing on the universe
2: absolutely i think it's a very like it's a very fun ending you know because like as soon as you see those that team of characters lined up together, and then you see that they're wearing the '90s costumes, mm. and you're just like, "Oh, this is great! This yeah. is great!" You even got Nightcrawler with like his like red V, exactly, like red v yeah, like yeah, yeah. And see, that's the thing is like, I felt like I felt like those moments were fucking excellent, you know, like that. If the movie, if if I hadn't had I such could watch a... a superhero movie, man, you know what I mean? Totally. I know so many people who try to
0: be like well it wasn't schindler's list it's like yeah no and i'm not it's a fucking superhero movie i'm not ex- i go for those i'm moments. not
2: expecting schindler's list at all all i want is a well a, a good story well told you know what i mean and i feel like there's certain aspects of the, this movie that do that but regardless i still think there's a lot of crowd pleasing triumphant moments where you oh, just yeah. go fuck yes when you see it you know and it's like the first time i one of those one of those scenes for me that really that i really loved was cyclops the first time like you yeah. see him like running into the bathroom, and like yeah, yeah. the first time you mm-hmm. see like the power of that, like yeah. it was so well he executed, fucks that bully you know? up. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, and then well, how about when Havoc is like, uh, he's like, all right,
0: we're gonna test out you taking your or like taking off your thing, and then like yeah. he realizes he's pointing him at a bunch of kids, and he goes, oh yeah, yeah, uh, and then he and turns he, him, he like way. rotates yeah, him, he's yeah, like, totally. no, we'll we'll point you that way.
2: See, totally, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's stuff like that where it's like, or when
0: oh, he cuts the tree in half, and Professor X is like, oh." I grew up with that tree. Yeah, he's like, it's like one of my favorite years old. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) I love, I just love shit like that. Yeah. You can see like that relationship that they're going to have where um, in the original trilogy, like Wolverine was really like the centerpiece of the X Men, which Mm -hmm. is really not the way it is. No, it really isn't. It's always been about the relationship between Cyclops trying to carry out this dream that Professor X has that he can't carry out on his own because he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. That sounds fucked up, but it's true. Yeah. And uh, I really think with, and we've talked about this before, the next movie's being in the 90s. Hopefully. That's really how, I really think it'll be like Cyclops
2: just like being
0: Professor X's heart and soul.
2: Yeah. And this, and I think, I think, I think if anything, dude, like this conversation goes back to what the, we were having a conversation before Izzy about how, I think it's actually a mistake that they've gone. They, I feel like they've moved too, too far forward too quickly. With these movies, as far as the decades, okay. like I feel like you should have had a trilogy in the '60s. You have a trilogy in the '70s, and then you have a trilogy in the '80s. Like I feel like with the '90s, they absolutely have to do that because you can't sit there and jump forward and then and then essentially hit the point where you left off with the original movies. Obviously, yeah. there's different stories to tell, but there's so much possibility with all the characters that haven't been used and with the characters that have been introduced in this movie that that are sort of like the new team members, even though they're not new team members, but in this movie, you know what I mean? Um, So I just, you know, I really hope that they take their time in, if they decide to go with the 90s thing, that they really take their time and they spend a couple movies there, you know what I mean? And really explore that era. I think that would be, I mean, it's a huge wish fulfillment from people who grew up in the 90s, but still, you know what I mean? It's still like, that would be great.
0: I think that they realize that though. And I think that's why they were, I think that's why they're trying to build to that because they, yeah. They realize that's where like a like a majority of
2: like that's a flaw of the of this new trilogy of, uh, for sure. Like the
0: material comes from, and they yeah. can spend a lot of time there. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like the good guys. Let's talk about um, the four horsemen
1: for for a quick second. You, so look, like, you really... felt so useless, and like Psylocke I was love extremely useless. Silock from like uh uh uncanny uncanny yeah. X Force, yeah, and just. They did nothing with her.
0: Yeah. Um, I agree. She was nothing more than like a glorified uh, cameo bodyguard. Yeah. For um, that one dude who referred to himself in the third person. Yeah. I forget yeah. his fucking name because he was Apocalypse. also completely fucking useless. The like, no, the dude that Apocalypse like
1: guy. steals
0: her
2: from. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I still
0: think her powers though were like uh, displayed on screen like. Really well. They, yeah.
2: they they were, but you still don't get it. Like, as for someone like me who's not super familiar with Psylocke, it's like, okay, what are her powers? You know what I mean? Like, I know what her powers are, but the film, as as an objective audience member going in, like, the movie doesn't tell me what her powers are. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's something that the X, like the X Men movies, have always done really well is like explain what's Havoc's power. Harness it, like, uh, yeah. energy <laughs> out of his body. I, I don't know. But still, they, they they say, oh, this happens and this is how you... like. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing to explain what's going on there. It feels like, oh, she automatically just sort of goes to Apocalypse's team with no rhyme or reason. And that's also actually how I felt about Angel. I felt like Angel – I like was there's literally going to say that. There's no, like, okay, all of a sudden, like, this, okay, this dude, like, healed you. All right, cool. Like, now it, – it's just it, – again, that goes back to the character thing where it's, like, you should have really taken the time to set up these characters and had a smaller set of people to develop and pay off. You know what I mean? I generally
0: always stick to my guns when I, like, defend – like a movie, I'm like, oh no, but I loved it. Yeah. The, the, the one thing that I really was like, eh. And I understand why they did it because a- Angel is always like generally an integral part of the Four Horsemen when they tell it in yeah. like, the comic books. Yeah. So I see why they did it because like Archangel mm-hmm. is a badass, right? Yeah. Once he becomes Archangel, I think he is a very powerful mutant. Yeah. But Apocalypse's goal in this movie is to find the most powerful mutants, right? Yeah. So he's going around, he's got Magneto. Already in a in Omega level mutant, yep. Right, so has got Psylocke, pretty fucking powerful. Yeah. Then he chooses well, Storm and Angel, and not just an angel, an angel with a burnt off wing yeah. because he fought Nightcrawler and Lost. Well, no,
2: and I feel like part of that reasoning is that like Apocalypse sees him in a weak, a moment of weakness, and like sees the power there and realizes like. He's, he's 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 preying on the weakness that Angel has in that moment, you know what I mean? And I feel like that's a lot of like what Apocalypse does in this movie to those characters. Yeah. Same thing with Magneto, you know what I mean? He finds Magneto in a weak a moment of weakness and he capitalizes on that.
0: But to say like I'm finding the most
2: powerful movie. No, absolutely. Like... No, I completely agree with you, but I think that's the storytelling logic. No, no, like yeah, they're like the storyteller's logic behind it, you know what I mean?
1: And like I get that Psychic powers—it's really hard to get across in movies. Yeah, yeah. But they like are saying that uh, Psylocke's powerful, and then all they left her with is her like psychic knives.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was kind of weak. I was sad about that. Um, how did you feel about? How did you guys feel about Magneto as a horseman? Because I know that was a big point of contention for a lot of diehard. I thought people that was the most interesting. of It, it. makes sense, right? Yeah.
1: Oh totally the way they once you see the movie it makes sense.
0: I think you had told me because I since the day that they released that he was a horseman of the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. You were like, nope, sorry. It makes no sense. Yeah, that's what I was curious uh, how you He's like an omega level mutant. He would never succumb to he Mm -hmm. would never be on his knees for another person. Yeah. Um I think they do a really, really good job of like portraying. Yeah. Why he would do something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that if Apocalypse had just found him maybe out in the world, uh he would not have done that. Yeah. The fact that he shows up and he's like, Don't stop me from killing these men. And Apocalypse well, yeah. is like, bitch, I'm not trying to stop you from doing anything. They're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, in that case, let's fucking
2: hang out. Yeah, exactly. And I like I like again going to that like he's he's preying on him in that moment of oh, yeah, like yeah. sorrow and sadness. But see that's the thing is I thought I thought the Magneto storyline was was the best one of the best things about this movie, and obviously, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Michael Fassbender can't give a bad fucking performance. So I think we all know that at this point. We haven't but, seen Assassin's Creed yet. That's true, but <laughs> that wouldn't be his fault. The performance is going to be great. It's going to be yeah. the story and characters right. and the interpretation that's going to be a problem. Um But regardless, I think you know, I think that the, it, it totally makes sense. Like what happens in this movie for the progression of that oh, character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and the fact that he has a family. Exactly. well that's what oh. I'm saying. Like that his daughter's a fucking mutant. Yeah. Super cool. When they're like, yep. Oh, she's
0: out back hanging with her friends. Yeah. And then it cuts to just Too her bad hanging it's out not with Witch. a bunch of fucking like animals. I immediately was like, Yeah. That's not natural. <laughs>
2: Speaking of which, can we just talk about Quicksilver in this movie for a second? Oh, because I amazing. loved I loved Quicksilver. I was gonna say that Evan for the Peters end because that's like yeah. the coolest part I of just, the I just I love I one of one of my <laughs> things and again this is obviously spoilers, but I, one of the things I love so much about it was the fact that You wanted Quicksilver to tell Magneto so badly, and he didn't. And that, for me, no, I think it's great because it's so heartbreaking. You know, like Quicksilver makes that sacrifice because he realizes it's better for Magneto's goodwill for him to not know than it is for him to know. You know what I mean? And I I like that. But you think that if he would have told him, that it would actually maybe cause him to not do all the bad shit he does in the future. But that's why I think it's interesting because it, it it balances that line of like Quicksilver's really just thinking about himself, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he it's just it's it's so interesting the way they handle that. And I think it it explains a lot of the a lot of the things that happen in the original series. It like it ties back into the original movies nicely about Magneto and the way he is and the way he operates as a yeah. Person in those movies, so uh,
0: I thought it was cool that the scene, um, the song choice, fucking great.
1: What was the song?
0: Wasn't it a uh, "Sweet Dreams"? Oh yeah, yeah, that right. sounds right. Right,
1: I think so. I can't remember. God, I hope I'm not wrong. <laughs> no, that sounds
0: right. Um, but I love that it like at the heart of it, it's not like him saving because the first one was like him saving everyone from like a bunch of bad guys. This one was just like Havoc blew up like a nuclear reactor. Yeah. And it was going to blow up the entire school and kill everybody. Yeah. And in this, he's just like. Eh. It's gonna yeah pick you up and well what what's what's a lot. What's, <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's, the what's so
2: fucking hilarious to me about that sequence is it's like it's not even like Quicksilver was like trying to save the day like he just happened to he's arrive to at the right time when <laughs> it when it was exploding <laughs> yeah. and it's just like at the end he's like oh hey guys like what's up like <laughs> it's so Quicksilver you know what I mean
0: and he takes the time to tie up the sheath and he throws yeah, it out the window
2: the beautiful part about that is that it I, I saw a featurette that they posted on the like the Fox yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. page. And it took them three and a half months to film that, like, two to three minute scene. Uh-huh. That's incredible to me. Like, that, that tells you, me. like, how massive that scene is. But it's awesome. Like, it's so well executed. And it takes that. It, sorry, I'm being way too long. <laughs> it takes that idea of, um, of what they did in Days of Future Past and amplifies it to the 10th t- degree. You know what I mean? Um, so, But without, without doing the same thing. Over again, you know what I mean? I think that's yeah. And then havoc dies. Mm -hmm, Sad, off screen Mm -hmm. though. Yeah, exactly. And I had none of the feels when that. I mean,
1: I I did. I I thought it was. I still hear you crying about it. Yeah.
0: No, I I'm like kind of okay with it because he's having
2: jinger ass dreams at night about. I think it
0: shows that like Quicksilver (laughs) really can't do everything because he's like I like. I think like I got everybody. Still,
2: he still missed one per and that one like, person. But he
0: was closest to the blast and he was like, Yeah. Oh, I mean I didn't see him. And yeah. he's like, he's fucking dead then. Um yep. but that immediate scene following, I think Sansa Stark plays a phenomenal Gene Gray. Just the, yeah. just like the very small scenes of her just like yeah. little finger up to the temple yeah disguising them from from like the army guys mm-hmm. just like small s- s- small scenes like that with her and I also Tyshert really and good. I thought
2: was really well cast as as cyclops and um, and
0: their whole thing from the beginning like oh they're not afraid of you they're afraid of me like mm-hmm. they they both feel and that's a really like they connect while, to that outcast yeah. yeah while they're not the first students of uh the the school for gifted youngsters like like they are in the comics, I think they are maybe the most powerful or the most... Uh, like, special. S- yeah. Special, Unique. exactly. And they and they both find each other yeah. in that moment. Um, so let's talk about the Phoenix Force, then, since that... Yeah. Uh, it starts early in the movie, and then I guess that's kind of the conclusion yes. of the film, so we can start it now. Um, she's having, like, these fever dreams, uh, and they allude to, like, oh, people are afraid of her, and... Um, Yeah, she's she's like having these dreams that are like literally melting like the walls of the school. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's having Phoenix dreams,
2: really. Yep. She's she's having Phoenix fever, dude.
0: Yeah. She's like basically predicting the end of the world, which is apocalypse.
2: Yes. And she's the one who's trying to warn everybody who, Mm -hmm. of course, doesn't heed the call.
0: I think it's awesome. I know you had reservations about it
2: yeah I mean I just uh, again, it was one of those things that I felt like was shoehorned into the end of the movie, Brian singer trying to trying to you know sort of uh, create some sort of requiem for his absence in in a big part of the franchise and I at the end of the any, day: I
0: don't think it's any more lame than at the end of X2 just seeing a slightly emblazoned Phoenix in the water.
2: No, no, I'm not saying it's any that better, was fucking but dumb. but but at least at least that's setting something up for the next movie. It's like, so is this? It may be cheesy, but no, but see, she actually t- turns into the phoenix in this no. movie. No, and-
0: no, she doesn't. She just unleashes like power and it's just a little flame that looks like a phoenix. Yeah. She herself does not ever physically that's change. true. That's
2: true. That's true. She doesn't, so it's like the hint of the my, phoenix. My horse. main
0: argument is she still, even after this, she's like, the fuck was that?
2: Yeah, she still. She has Jean no Grey. idea what happened. Yeah, I get that. I just, I just wish that we would have, if, if that was the case, that we would have spent more time with Jean Grey earlier in the movie, and as she yeah. goes along, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a classic case of just character overstuffing in a third. I guarantee you
0: movie. that they're gonna bring it up in the next movie. Oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah,
0: my wish and uh, foresight. For where they I think, where they're trying to take things mm-hmm. is the only reason they did this. And again, she didn't change, she's, she's not the dark phoenix, she just has yeah. this power, and it helped them save the day. Yeah, she is, she still has no idea what, what it was, yeah, and it's still inside of her. I think the phoenix force will be the next trilogy. I think it'll be the dark phoenix
2: saga. That would and be incredible. She
0: will become like the main bad guy, Pro- probably not the first film.
2: Yeah. Right. Maybe you have even some throwaway villain, villain in the first movie, and then you have the second movie where she. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that they 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 did that to bring it up. Mm-hmm. A, lo- a lot of people are like, oh, they they wasted it. And I was like, they didn't even do it. Yeah. They just kind of hinted that's a at good, it.
2: That's a good point. Yeah. They I didn't mean, even do it. They're yeah. just showing
0: you like,
1: look. This what is she, what's look come. what she can do. This is a thing. Yeah. yeah. Look
0: what she can do, and look what we're gonna bring up in future movies. Um, that's my argument for it. I know that a lot of people didn't like it, but I yeah. think it really helped.
2: Uh, well, at the end of the day, like you said, you, you have a character like Apocalypse who is unbeatable, and you have to have some way to beat that character. So
0: yeah.
2: it makes sense. I just wish they would have put more emphasis on that if that was the ultimate end game to yeah. defeating Apocalypse.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? About uh, the Phoenix thing? Yeah, yeah. I haven't read any of the comics with the Phoenix thing. I remember back in the day there was like the arc of the You've seen the nineties cartoon, right? Yeah. It's pretty much the exact same. But I don't remember it particularly well. I remember they were in space and there was a lot of space though. Yeah. So they did something and as a layman
2: Did it feel did it feel satisfying to you as a layman?
1: Not particularly, but I have I'm rarely satisfied by final battles in yeah. superhero movies. Yeah, yeah I they, agree. <laughs> it's like it's they the character try to moments keep that really the it. stakes and raising Absolutely. the stakes, and then it gets to a point that it's like, how are we going to win? Really yeah. concerned anymore? Like when they had um, the psychic battle between Apocalypse and uh, Professor X. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they started with doing such a cool thing where they're like interacting in the house and yeah. then there's the turn where Apocalypse is like, like... gets big. I'm like, you know, fuck your shit up here and gets big. <laughs> but then it just turns into a fist fight from there and you're like... Yeah. Yeah. But you have this whole thing where you don't have to deal with reality because it's all this... You can do whatever mental you Mental exercise and it yeah. could be anything yeah. and then it just turns into a fist fight and that was... Yeah, know, and pretty in pretty the mansion which
2: we've seen a hundred yeah. times. Like,
0: I did actually think that it was super cool that that's how he loses his hair though. Oh, yeah, because I was going to ask you about that. In in my mind, I was like, oh, man, like, what, how, what, what how, how, how? Yeah. Uh, I completely agree with you, Izzy, that, like, the, the, um, the psychic fight started out, like, super fucking dope, and then kind of went downhill from yeah. there. But I did enjoy that it was, like, it was, was Apocalypse taking over his body, so he was losing the hair. Like, and then he was he, dying. Like, yeah, and then, and then he came back for, from the break, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. uh. So I thought that that was a cool touch on like that.
2: Yeah, well, I've, uh, we all knew Professor X was going to be bald in this movie, so Ooh, it was yeah, all yeah. just a matter of like of how is it going to happen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that they Absolutely. did a pretty sweet job on that. Yeah, it felt very organic, you know, like it wasn't yeah. shoehorned, which was it, nice. <laughs> it wasn't like,
0: "Oh man, shave your head to go undercover for something." Yeah, <laughs> which would have been like
2: and
1: it just never grows back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I shouldn't have shaved my it's head like
0: I'm going
2: <laughs> on a date. <laughs>
1: no,
0: I had uh, uh one of my Step-uncles, like, so, like, my stepdad, like, one of his cousins or whatever, I don't know, someone on, like, a far side of my family, that actually happened to them. They, like, it was hot during the summer, so they just, like, shaved their head once, and, like, no shit, their hair just, like, never grew back. What? (laughs) Yeah, and he's, like, fucking bald now. That's funny, never
1: grew back anywhere, or just, like, he had, like... Never grew back.
0: Uh I mean, like, maybe, like, Patchy, I wasn't alive at that time, uh, but he had bald ever since. Maybe he's a mutant, dude.
2: Maybe he's a mutant, Joel. Oh,
0: oh my God. Maybe he's Professor X. No, dude, I could go bald on my head tomorrow, and this beard will reign supreme for the rest of eternity. (laughs) This thing will never go bald. Yeah. Ugh, man. It's a a beautiful thing. Yeah. That that guy at the bar actually said that today. Yeah. Remember he said, this won't go bald. I said, very true. (laughs) Uh, We we watched the Brazil game today.
2: Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah.
1: They lost. Shit was fucked.
0: Shit was fucked. Yeah. There was a handball score.
2: It's crazy. It's <laughs> a the handball. There you it's go. true. They,
0: sc- they, they scored with a handball. I like and, it. And, uh, the only goal. They, 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 they overturned the goal, said it was a no goal, and then overturned it back, said it was a goal. Then when they showed all like the super close replays, it was totally a handball, so it shouldn't have been a goal. But Peru That's advances. Funny. Brazil does not. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah. Brazil does not. Brazil. <laughs> like you can't say Barcelona. You can say Barcelona. Barcelona. Barcelona.
2: Barcelona.
0: Uh, that was a tangent. The end of the movie, uh, apocalypse. <laughs> everybody's fighting. Him. Uh-huh. Cyclops. Oh man, I just y- y'all y'all know my Cyclops boner. Mm-hmm. Um, he just rips off those glasses. He's just like, nah, just going real ham. You know what I mean? He's going lit AF, as the kids would say. Fire! <laughs> um, <laughs> I just love pretending to be like I'm a real AF. man and I don't know what these words mean. Um, he's just like everybody, like lightning. They're all just fucking fighting each other. Um, it was a much better version of uh, uh, the Fantastic Four fight when they're all trying to use their powers at the same time to defeat the Doom. It's a much better version of that it's fight. It's a
2: much better version of that fight, but it's also a rehash of the first X Men final battle. Whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> Brian Singer's basically just. That shit was 15 years ago no that. He's doing better. <laughs>
0: Um, I thought it was a great, and then yeah, Gene Oh man, c- come on, can we talk about how Jean Grey was just like she's walking towards the edge of the building, and then she just takes a step and just oh keeps, yeah, that was great, and just keeps walking on yeah, air, and
2: you're just like that was cool.
1: She is all powerful. Well, she learned from like the Wiley e. Coyote cartoons just not to look down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. As long as you don't just look down, just yeah, yeah. you're fine if you don't look down. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: and then yeah, she unleashes like a big flame <laughs> thing. Professor X was like, "Let go, Jean," because this whole movie he's telling her like. Like learn learn to well he's like learn to control your powers learn to control your powers and then at the end he goes like don't control it just fucking let go bitch yeah. and she's like oh my god I'm coming for the first time and uh, <laughs> it's a
2: giant emblazoned phoenix and so that's what happens when dies. the girl comes. Yeah man that's exactly what she says. Oh my god, I'm coming for the first time. <laughs> 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 ever. <laughs> She's like like oh, even the second time? time? Yes. Every time I <laughs> yeah. ever she says, "Oh my Except god, I'm coming for the first, for the first time, time every time."
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like a really weird experience when you've been with someone for like 50 years and they're like, "I'm coming for the first time." And you're like, "Betsy, that's not true. You're that's not the 50th time for 50 years? No, that's why I use the word Betsy, because it's like they're an old couple. Because okay. that's an old person's name. Mm-hmm. No one young is named Betsy. It's just not a thing.
2: Yeah. Did he really? I'm going to name my daughter Betsy just because you said that, Joel.
0: <laughs> Dude, that's like naming your son Bartholomew. Um, Maybe that's what I'm going to name my son. be born
1: like 50.
0: <laughs> Benjamin Button status, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. Cyclops. Not Cyclops. Psylocke slips away at the end of that movie. So Angel supposedly dies. Yes. They don't really show, but he he's supposedly dead. Yeah. Storm joins uh, the X-Men because – oh, and I actually fucking love that too. Uh, at the beginning of the movie, they show Storm is the first uh, horseman of the apocalypse yeah. that apocalypse recruits, and she uh-huh. has a a, uh, a mystique poster in her house because she respects the power. Like, yeah. And how like powerful she is for the mutant community, and then all she sees throughout fighting the X Men is uh, Jennifer Lawrence. She sees like the Raven, right? She no, doesn't see Mystique. I
1: didn't think about that.
0: Yeah, and then at the end of the movie, she sees her being choked by Apocalypse, and she reverts back to like Mystique, and she's like, "Oh my god, I'm fighting the fucking person that I respect the most in the world," and that's when she Decides starts to, to fight Apocalypse yeah. back. And I think that's fucking super. Yeah, gangster. that was nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, um, Psylocke just kind of like does nothing, slips away.
1: So we, I we're definitely not the last we've seen. She's of her. going back to join the Captain Britain corpse or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "Where's my brother at?" I should <laughs> that's go find funny. my brother. <laughs>
0: uh, no, I, I. She's that's definitely not the last we've seen of no, her. No, absolutely not. And then Professor X. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. An Another only gripe I had with the movie. Professor X is just like, yo, Magneto, peace out, bro. Like, he just lets him leave. Like, after all of this destruction that he's... He's killed...
2: He's he, killed... But he helped him. Hundreds of thousands of people. But he helped him finish off no. Apocalypse. No, so no, it's bro. okay, right? That's There's this movie's logic. He's like,
0: he's like, he's like taking the power of the earth and he's just destroying buildings in San Francisco. Like... There's arguably thousands and thousands and thousands of people in those buildings. Yeah. He's committed mass murder. And at the end of the movie, Professor X is like, peace, man. Hope we see each other again one day. And Magneto's like... So, dude, and he like walks out, like,
2: <laughs> peace, dog. Like, what? We'll you see just... each other in X Men One.
0: <laughs> yeah, you just let him fucking leave. He's like, "Yo, man, the next time you see me, I'll be committing mass murder again." <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's it's like the spa- yeah, it's like exactly. the Batman thing where like he doesn't kill people, like he he like won't kill the Joker, and then like Robin dies. Like, that's basically it. Like, you just killed ten thousand people, but you're good now. It's all right. And then in the next movie, he's like, "You killed twenty thousand people, but you'll be good next time we see." Oh, you. You just killed a million people. Oh, fuck, oh your fuck daughter just died? You killed like 500 million. You <laughs> yeah, killed the yeah. world. <laughs> like, when when do you learn bro, yeah. <laughs> to not let him leave? Oh, uh, that's funny. But yep. then, yeah, then at the end, you just see the
2: danger room. Oh, uh, the Sentinels the making Sentinels a reappearance.
0: And you see that sweet, sweet Cyclops costume. The why? <laughs> the why.
2: I love it. Taking it to back it. to the YMCA days.
0: Y M cypocalypse That would have been
2: funny if you if you would have played YMCA over that montage. I thought i said Cypocalypse. Is that Psylocke and Apocalypse? That's Cyclops. And, and Apocalypse. Cyclops. It's Apocalypse, Psylocke, and, a, and Apocalypse. Yeah.
0: Y yeah. M Cyclops. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. psychopolypse Exactly.
2: Are there Psychopalypse?
0: Can we name X-Men for every alphabet of that no. song. Y. I don't know any Ys. I can say for an M, you got Magneto. Cyclops for C. A, you could do Apocalypse. Apocalypse Angel. or Angel. Y. We go to a real deep for Y. The, the, I'm not gonna sit here for this. Yeah. Well we we almost did it, folks. If there's a Y X Men, let us know. Let us know. Yeah. That'll be good. Uh, Before we sign off, there was a off-credits, off-credits, (laughs) end-credits sequence to X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, I don't know if maybe you had looked it up after you saw it, but I
2: immediately fucking knew what was happening. I had no idea what was going on, and I had to look up what the Essex Corporation was.
0: Okay. So So they find the Weapon X. Oh, my God. The one thing we didn't talk about was fucking Wolverine.
2: Yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't care for that. What I
0: will say is that the scene is extremely gratuitous. Yes. Completely pointless. Yes. But the coolest fucking thing was that he was wearing that Weapon X gear. Yeah. There's that classic Wolverine car- like drawing or like from the comics where he's wearing that like it's like in his sides and it's yeah. like, wires and then he has like the headpiece and we've never really seen that. It's like that. a
2: virtual reality thing almost, which is cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: But like you see that classic Weapon X mm-hmm.
2: uh,
0: gear, and I thought that that was pretty fucking cool. But other than that, yeah, he didn't really need to be in the movie. No, he did But then Jean Grey's like, Logan. And he's like, oh, my God,
2: I'm going to run out naked in the forest. And then I'm going to come back and try to fuck you in 10 or 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, uh, right? Come on. <laughs> so true.
0: But, yeah, so the end of the film is uh, these guys come into the Weapon X program. Uh, there's all the bullets. They're, like, sucking them up with big shot backs. They're, like, cleaning the place. And yeah. uh, this dude walks into uh, the room Wolverine was in. He goes into like this big like refrigerated safe, and he pulls out a blood sample that says Weapon X, and which is clearly the Wolverine. And then uh, he opens up a briefcase, and there's other blood samples. Some are green, some are uh, other colors. So that that already alludes like, oh my god, so who the fuck else is in? This? So like, they're
2: basically pulling uh, X Men Origins Wolverine.
0: But they're not going to fuck up again. Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, they're really... Hopefully. I, I think what they're doing is, like, maybe setting up for, like, Wolverine 3. Like I think they've I, got that, these, that's like, the only thing yeah, that yeah. can make sense to me. They've got these, like, uh, these like other blood samples, which have to be from other yeah. very powerful mutants, right? Yep. So they put that in, and then as they close the briefcase, it says Essex Corp. Yep. And I love that things like this are really, really just for the fans. They really they are. They really are. They really Nobody. In that theater on a Friday night, knew who the fuck Nathaniel nope, I, Essex is. I didn't. Is. And you know who Nathaniel Essex is? It's motherfucking Mr. Sinister, Yep. who is one of the biggest X-Men villains of all time. You're obviously not going to ever see him in any of like the regular X-Men films, but in the comics and the 90s cartoon and all the X-Men lore, Mr. Sinister is the creator of Gambit. He's the, he, 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 he does yep. so many things in the X-Men universe. He's such a bad guy. He manipulates Cyclops at one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he clones Jean Grey, gets Cyclops to fuck her, and that's how Cable's born. Like, straight up, he is so <laughs> tied into every... Yeah, well, yeah, he's also super weird. He's like, hey, fuck this Madeline Pryor girl. Looks just like Looks just like Jean Grey. Don't worry about it.
2: Double ganger. Yeah,
0: uh, but the fact that they were like, we're going to slip in the Essex name
2: yeah. because
0: we got shit to do in the future. It's super cool that I think they're finally like... Uh, trying to make something happen yeah. in this fucking series instead of fucking ruining everything. It's a, I think it's an exciting future. Mr. Sinister, because the, f- man, uh, we could go for another hour on this podcast, but, but I won't. Um, the original trilogy, the bad guys were always, uh, oh, we're fighting Magneto again. Fighting Magneto again. Yeah. Fighting Magneto again. It's finally like another. You know, you had like, okay, oh, Senator Kelly was kind of bad for. And then you had Kevin Bacon's scene. character yeah. in yeah. X, but uh, it's like First it's Class. always Magneto is always yeah. the bad guy. And I think it's cool that, like, if they went the 90s route for the next film. Just
2: don't even have Magneto in it. He
0: can be in it, but, but like, not as a bad guy. But the main bad guy is, like, Mr. Sinister. Yeah. And he's doing sinister shit. <laughs> like, having. Fuck you. Like, having <laughs> other bad guys that aren't fucking Magneto. Yeah. Would be super fucking cool. Yeah. And again, that's literally just for the fans. Is, like, is what we're gonna do. Is, you Sin-
2: is Mr. Sinister the guy who created the Sinister Six?
1: No. Okay. Isn't Sinister Six. Uh, Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. He he was he was. I was just making. He it was. Terrible. He was being a huge yeah. douche. Yeah. <laughs> I was just pulling in his <laughs> ear. I love the Secret Six though. That shit's yeah. great. <laughs> Okay, we're not going to get that nerdy right now. I <laughs> <laughs> really feel like we
0: should. We could talk <laughs> about this shit for
1: days.
0: Yeah, uh, we need to end. <laughs> right, but yeah, it was just, it, it was just a, a small little thing for the fans. Yeah. Everybody went home and Googled it. Yep. Uh, I'd like to see some weird white-faced dude with like a red triangle on his forehead. It'd be great. Yeah. Is that a gang sign? No, it's a diamond. I think it was a gang... Oh, Triangle. You're right, it's a diamond. I said triangle. I'm bad at shapes. Yeah. I failed geometry in high yeah. school, so clearly I don't know You don't shapes. math. Is that
1: TV a circle?
0: No, it's it a square. Oh, no, it's actually a can rectangle. We, I know.
1: Can, can we get a circle TV? And it'll look like we're That's looking like some out for all of the submarine dude. or something. That's like a
2: Jetsons-level yeah. TV. Everything will be real bad. You'd so like, if any of you
1: have a Circle TV out there, you can send it to joel at thispodcast.com. <laughs> at Dude. six, bleep, bleep, bleep. What what bleep Easy bleep needs aired. to
2: do is just watch the TV with a fisheye lens. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> you, you could just do That's that. A Circle TV. <laughs> uh,
0: we are at an hour and a half. We're going to end. Um, I think we talked about everything we needed to talk about. I yeah. think uh, I'm going to say
2: I'm going to give the movie a Eight out of ten. That's a solid rating. Me personally, I would probably give it a six point five on a good day, a seven out of ten. I okay. felt like it was it was good enough to keep my attention and be you know be worth the money, but at the same time, I probably won't be revisiting this anytime right. soon. Is
1: I'd go with the seven point five. Okay, and I want. All movies from now
2: on to be limited to an hour and a half. Yes, regardless thank you. of genre, yeah. it was way too long. All all fucking movies are getting way too long. Okay, it's hard for me to sit in it for a movie for two and a half hours these days. Yeah, you I know? mean,
0: how are you supposed to get drunk and then go watch a movie? You're gonna have to pee halfway
1: through it. I know. It That's sucks. why you
2: have runpee.com, dude. What? You've never heard of Runpee? Oh, what? Is dude. that like
1: Postmates for bathrooms where yes. someone pees for you? No,
2: basically, RunPee.com <laughs> Run is a website you go to. You type in the movie you're going to see in theaters, and it will tell you the best times during the movie that you oh. can pee and for how long that window is. So if there's a scene that's bullshit or doesn't make sense or just as filler, it will actually tell you 48 into the mi- uh, 48 minutes into the movie you have... Uh, ninety seconds to go and run to the bathroom and come back before you miss crucial. See, plot but I'm elements. gonna need to
0: check sources on this because I'm a like, what if someone's like not a really like a big Cyclops fan and like, yeah, okay? like, yeah. I well, want to see all the Cyclops. Exactly. Scenes, so, like, <laughs> I don't know about. So I'm gonna create CyclopsP.com <laughs> and <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the best uh, times to go pee when Cyclops. No, isn't dude, on the Run, pee, run pee is incredible.
2: <laughs> I've never actually used it because me personally, even if I have to pee during a movie, unless it's unbearable, I'll try to wait wait it out. Yeah. Because I just, I'm paying for a movie, I don't want to miss it, you know? Yeah, but, um, but, but yeah, I'm, but yeah, I'm but yeah made, I'm right I see
1: Cyclops P being a totally different website with people like <laughs> calling dicks one-eyed monsters. <laughs> yeah. So you just like draw like a smile and then...
2: And then they take a Snapchat of it we yeah. do, uh, or a face swap. Uh,
1: uh,
0: thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 24 of Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast. I am your LA nerd, Joel Reeves. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at... I'm the L.A. Nerd.
2: I'm Taylor Salem. And I'm Izzy Beers. The
1: Beers. Such a cool last name.
2: Such a a badass last name, dude. For a badass person,
0: right? Yep. Uh, We mentioned a lot of things about uh, fan interaction on this podcast, so please uh, talk to us.
1: Yeah, hit us up. We're Let all, us know what you
0: think. We're all very lonely. Give us a review. Joel,
2: because he is the only one who gave you a way to talk to him. <laughs> so, also, so if lonely. you feel like buying somebody a flashlight, Joel's right here. So just ask him for his I address. I think Taylor wants one a lot more than I do. I really do. want one, I just because I want to try it. Maybe we can split one. Is there is that too weird? Like in Blue Mountain State when they all share the pocket pussy? Yeah, exactly. I'm into it. Yeah, as long as it's, like, disinfected in between uses. Yeah, that's no fun. Yeah, that's not really. Later, you nerds. Bye. Bye. Thank you.
1: Did. Thank, the you. Thank, you <laughs> Thank you. everybody
0: listening. Thank uh, you everybody listening. this was episode 24 of Pop 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 Culture Podcast. I'm your LA <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yes. I am your I'm LA, LA Nerd.com nerd On that's the, nerd. that's the name of the website. <laughs> it's not yet. It will be. I am your LA
0: Nerd on Asianthenerd.com.
1: I'm Taylor Salen and I'm Izzy Beers.
0: <laughs> that was and very that was awful <laughs>